excited to have you here. We're looking forward to hearing your feedback um, about our exciting guest, Hilda Siegel. She is an amazing woman. This girl, oh my gosh, she's a power lifter. She's a pole dancer. She's a massage therapist. And I could talk on and on about how amazing she is, but uh, I figure it's better she tell you herself. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm actually, I have my Thai yoga massage. It's not the same as being a registered massage therapist, so. Oh, girl, well, that's fancy. I mean, Sorry. <laughs> basic massages over here. <laughs> so tell uh, us more about your work and what you do specifically. So right right now I'm like off work because of, uh, I'm off my um, personal trainer. Like I have a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness Kempville in, in Kempville, Ontario. But because we're in lockdown, I'm not allowed to be, we're not allowed to be working. But I also have another job that I, I do overnights at a group home. And I've been doing that for the last 22 years. So I work with disabled adults. That's my like bread and butter job. But then my training is like my, what I love doing. Do you know what I mean? Yes, girl. I actually did that job as well in my 20s. So yeah. totally, that, oh, yeah. That's the overnights in a group home? Yeah, I worked with foster care kids, but I also oh, okay, worked with cool. um, the elderly as a companion, and then I also worked with people with um, intellectual and physical disabilities in group homes overnight as well. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's challenging, but it's like rewarding too. Totally. Um, it definitely has its moments, but um, you know you're helping someone, and that means so much, right? And um, all they need is a few good people in their life, and it makes their day. So, yeah, exactly. So, we want to get to know you and I want to know, you know, more about uh, the sports you compete in and what specifically, you know, drew you in and, and, and made you want to start things like pole dancing and powerlifting. Tell us, girl, tell us. So I started um, with powerlifting because I was a yoga instructor for, I, I've been a yoga instructor since 1999, but I was an overweight yoga instructor. Not that there's whatever. Anyway, so anyway, I wanted to get into shape and I ended up um, going to a place called Ultimate Fitness Gyms. And I started just going for uh, boot camps and personal training. And the, the people that owned it, he was a strongman competitor. He was like number one in Ontario, uh, Paul Valancourt. And Sarah Layton was his wife. And she's like a crazy, strong uh, power lifter. And they encouraged me to do a mock meet with them. And then I did the mock meet. I loved it. And then I got into competing and I haven't looked back. It's been like, I started at 33 and I'm 44 now. And I just, um, I was also going through a really rough time at the time with my, like, so I have a, I have a bad history with men. I have two ex-husbands who are addicts. And uh, at the time I was married and I was on the, my marriage wasn't doing very well. So I found that the lifting kind of got me more focused and like helped me through a really difficult time in my life. So. Yeah, I, I can totally, I can totally relate to a lot of the things you just said for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I definitely never thought I'd be doing strongman like in a thousand years. And um, that's what I'm actually the most curious about. I'm sure viewers will be too. Um, a lot of times people put people in boxes, right? Yeah. So all my dance friends were like in shock because dance is completely opposite to strongman. And you can't be good at both because strongman makes all your muscles tight and bulky. And as a dancer, you just want to be lean yeah. and super flexible. Um, and my office is totally different training. Um, when I was like, you know, a vegan translate and uh <laughs> a dancer and a dance instructor full-time versus doing strongman completely different uh so you know 
like that's just a unique experience drawn to that so I, from what you're saying it really just you wanted to be empowered and it, it drew you in in that sense um and gave you some mental strength and confidence right well yeah exactly and it, it actually helped me with my marriage because it was so bad um it helped me like every time I competed or had a challenge for myself and I've just been keeping this up throughout the years that it gives me something to look forward to so I have it. I have a really hard time with down. I was telling my friends, I was like, I have a really hard time with downtime because I think too much and I get too much in my head. But when I'm like focusing on a competition or an event or do even in pole, if I'm doing like a different trick or something, it like gives me something to look forward to. So then it takes my mind off of all the crap that I get in my head. You know what I mean? I 1000% know what you mean. I mean, I'm the exact same way. And I found for me, it really focused my training uh, or sorry, my everything in my life because I had to have a really strict schedule especially having you know children at the age of five um oh, I, I started getting into it yeah like yeah older but I can't imagine like you know having little ones and and you know it, it's it must be so challenging oh it's insane like there's definitely weeks where I don't like I can't train because my kid's sick and I just can't and um you know, or I miss days and it's, it's always constantly reprogramming constantly, like every day, I swear. Um, and so it's really hard. It's not even about willpower discipline. Like I, I meal prep, I make no food for three days and um, I definitely can't be in the gym every night. And so yeah. I have to be very, very focused and committed to it. I definitely live on pre-workout for sure. Um, but it was the same thing. I need something that would balance me. And I just found that like dance because it's creative, it's a form of expression. I could just spend hours do that, not notice. And there was something about strongman that just made me be like really structured and organized. And that's something I've always struggled with. My learning disability is to keep my thoughts together. And like you said, I need something, I need to exert that energy so that I can be calm and be focused. And I felt like everything else just added to the plate and distracted me. Whereas I feel like strongman, you know, you have to train like a powerlifter essentially. Right. But you also have to train that endurance. So it's very complicated. You can't, you can't mess it up. Right. Because if you don't train and structure properly, then you just get hurt and you're not effective. And it's just frustrating because you get nowhere in the gym. And, especially well, and I, the feel, I feel like I don't fit in. I'm, I'm like, what you're saying totally resonates with me about like not fitting into a box because I feel like I'm, I, I don't fit in anywhere because I'm like, um I'm not flexible enough for pole but then I'm really flexible for strength training you know what I mean like <laughs> you sound exactly like me like I have this back same problem like people see me at the gym like you're really flexible and yeah, then I'm um, like that's like, like low as you can split but in pole I'm like the, the the strong not flexible one you know what I mean like <laughs> I totally know what you mean like as a dancer I've always been taller than the guys and thicker so I started to instead of like hurting my back trying to like shorten myself because I'm, I'm five nine I'm almost six feet I decided oh. to start playing the male roles and uh you know I got into non-nude burlesque for the same reason I was like sick and tired of being put into a box and I was like this is what yeah. I'm good at this is what I'm gonna do it's, it's it makes no sense weird but it works and um yeah so I'm, I'm used to being like the uh, the oddball in that one too so I feel you <laughs> I even feel like, well, like you were mentioning your learning disability. So I'm dyslexic and I have dysgraphia as well. And I totally get that too. Like it's harder for me to learn things. So it, yeah, it's anyway, it takes, I have a longer learning curve, but once I get it, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. sick. And I, and that's what I think is like, I'm the same way and I need routine. And it's like once it may take you longer, but like, once you get it, you get it and you excel yeah. at it. And it's just about not giving up until you get to exactly. that point. Right? I, I tell um, people like, I am not naturally gifted at stuff. I have to fucking work for it. And I work hard for it. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I have a, right now I, I have a, um, I'm training with Nicholas DiNardo. He's my coach at six. Yeah. And like, he always, like, he always says like, you have a really good work ethic, but you have to slow things down. And like, you know, but he always like, comments on my work ethic mm -hmm. um, and I think my work ethic and my determination has gotten to me to where I am now because if I didn't have that I wouldn't 
you know what I mean? Like, I totally know what you mean. And I think that, I mean, when we're talking about New Year's resolutions, that's our theme today, folks. I forgot to mention that, um, oh. you know, sticking to resolutions and how to do them properly so you don't overwhelm yourself. I mean, for me, my New Year's resolution is just to be productive with my anger, my frustration or my stress or just yeah. the distraction, right? And just putting that into something positive and not overwhelm myself, but also like know when to take a step back, know when to push harder, but not to give up because that's what Strongman has taught me. I mean, it's changed my whole life, you know, my finances, my, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my kids um, in a way that I never had in dance when it comes to confidence. Um, and yeah, especially with learning ability for sure, like you need that structure to get yourself straight, right? In every yeah, area of your life. That's amazing. So um, I wanted to know, like on this topic of struggle and challenge with learning ability, what were some of the struggles you faced when you were training and how did you overcome them? Because I mean, you are so successful, but like you said, you had to work for it. So tell us how you got there. Well, okay. So something I didn't bring up, but as a child, I broke um, both my hips and I feel like it's caused me so many, like, um, like it, it always in my head, like, you know, like it's always in my head that it's not, I'm going to do something to hurt myself. And I think the lack of flexibility, because I did yoga for, like I told you, I've been a yoga instructor since 1999. I have yeah. never been able to do the splits. I'm now trying to get my split. It's take, it's going to take me long and I don't care. I'm going to try for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think because I was injured that way, I feel like my, my squat and deadlift should be a lot higher than it is. And my bench is, I have a really, but I have a really good bench for a female, like my bench like I excel in, I think, I feel like excel in, I'm not trying to be conceited, but I think I have a good bench for a female, but my like squat and deadlift aren't where they should be. I think I should have a higher one, but it's because I think I broke my hips and, or I'm using it as an excuse. I don't know, but I still, I still keep trying at it, you know? Well, you know what, actually we can, we can talk in depth about that um, for sure. Another day is part two of the podcast. I would love to go into that deeper. Actually, it's crazy how much we have in common. It's like you're a sister from another mother girl. So um, I don't want to make this about me, but I just want to kind of relate to what you're saying. Um, so for me, I was born with scoliosis and patella syndrome. And as a kid, they didn't know what those things were. So I wasn't diagnosed until I was in my late twenties. And so I fell all the time. I would sprain my ankles, land on my back, smack my head. I'm pretty sure that really, you know, didn't help the learning disabilities if not cause some. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've talked to my head a lot. Um, so anywho, um, when it comes to hip thing, uh, my legs are bent, like they're crooked and um, my hips are out and I did massage, I did Cairo and I taught yoga as well too. Um, oh. All ages, all day. So I would teach like six, eight hours a day and I was, I would stretch three, four times a day. I would say like three hours a day of stretching and that just kept me somewhat normal, somewhat mobile. It definitely yeah. doesn't fix the solution, but if I don't, if I stop, then it just gets really bad. Um, and I totally understand what you say about like fear of getting hurt because I, my body, I couldn't control it. I would just fall. I would just lose my balance yeah. and I would just get really hurt and like really hurt. Um, and I hurt myself when I was barbell training. And that's why it's, you know, I never thought I would do that. I was very scared to touch a barbell because I never trusted my balance. And so I do a lot of auxiliary work. So like, that's something like, I'd definitely like to talk to you about later. Okay. Um, but it's funny because I'm opposite. Like my bench is so awful. Like people are like, you should arm wrestle this cheerleader. Like you can pull a truck, but like my bench is like not something I talk about in public. I you know what I mean? That. I've always loved benching. Like I, I took to it right away, I think. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, should, we, should, we should stop, uh, swap some training regimens here and see if I do a little bit of you and you do a little bit of me, you know, like maybe it'll balance down a little bit. I don't know. Um, so I'm not saying my deadlift is, is not bad. It's 350 and my, my squats 300. I just got a 300 pounds. Oh my gosh. Being in the field, like for doing this for so long, it should be higher. You know what I mean? 
Um, that's pretty amazing though. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember. I'm gonna be wrong, people, don't judge me. Hey, I haven't looked at it in a while. I think isn't the powerlifting for heavyweights, isn't it 350 for nationals in Canada? What is I the, have, what is I it? I have to look it up, I don't like. I think that's what it is. What's your weight category? Are you middleweight? I'm 148. I'm in the 148s. Well, you're so muscular. You're so light, though. That's You're super light for your muscle mass. That's crazy. Girl, you lean as heck. You lean, girl. Okay, so on that topic, um, tell us about your nutrition and your fitness, fitness regimen. Let's go into some deep. Here. So I, I, I struggle, like, I struggle with my weight. I used to be overweight as a kid. Um, so I try to just eat really lean, like, try to eat really clean and healthy. Um, Right now I'm playing around, like I mentioned, I'm playing around with intermittent fasting, but I'm trying to do it healthy because I don't want to get in that whole cycle of like, not like, I don't want to do the starving, you know what I mean? I don't want to end up starving myself and stuff, but I do like the idea of not snacking at night because I wasn't realizing how much I was actually snacking. Like I was eating healthy. But you're saying like, the word snack. You're already wanting me. It's late. It's nighttime. You're making me want to have snacks. Um, I didn't realize how much I was snacking before, and now I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense to why. Because I'm like, why am I gaining weight, or why am I struggling so much to keep in my weight class? Yeah. And, you know what I mean. And it was because I was, I, yes, I was eating healthy, but I was eating too much. You know what I mean. So now I'm kind sure. of like controlling it more, and I find it's working for me. And I don't. I find it actually. I don't know. I find my mind a lot clearer too. Totally. I mean, well, what people understand is like, if you're constantly putting your body into digestion, it's going to, it's going to take like calories, right? It's going to take brain power to do that. So if you're constantly eating, you're just making yourself tired. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely into intermediate fasting for sure. And another thing too, that people really underestimate a lot of lifters as well is this hydration, right? A lot yeah. of times you're just thirsty or your blood sugar is low. So if you have a high protein diet and you have fat, for instance, like healthy fats, right? Like clean fats, um, it helps maintain your insulin or blood sugar. So you're less likely to eat junk. And then if you eat at the right times a day and not starve yourself, right? Um, that's yeah. what I'm saying about restrictive diets. We all try to go extreme, right? Like I want this body, I'm going to work for it. And then we kind of go a little bit crazy, but you know, those things, those little, those minor things actually make a huge difference. And they're, they're tried and true, right? They've yeah. the test of time um so intermediate fasting now like what about your training like i said i'm really curious how you have combined um you know pole and powerlifting and these yeah. different elements without so, injury right and burning yourself out and actually being successful at one of them while doing them at the same time that's I, not it's, easy. it's challenging to balance both like i said I'm, like my flexibility can should be a lot better for pole um but uh, i find that even though they're so different they kind of complement each other in a way, because you need strength for pull. Like you need upper body strength and people think, oh, it's just walking around a pole or whatever, but there's crazy tricks involved. And also that there's a fear element to pull as well. So I have a really hard time. Like um, my backflip on the pole took me forever because I was afraid and I had, and I lost it over this lockdown because um, I feel like I have to have someone in the room or I can't do it. Because if I fall on my head, you know what I mean? Like that fear of falling is there. But, I told you not the fear of falling. I do not do diving boards, girl. Like that's not for me. Okay. So, it's so cool though, because when you get like, I really like the flips. I didn't think I was going to. And now I like, I, I'm in a dynamic class once a week or before the lockdown, I was in a dynamic class once a week and it's all flips and stuff on the pole. And like, that's one of my favorite things to do because I like, I like getting over the fear. You know? Yeah, no, that's like, I mean, 
a lot of people don't even understand pole arts at all, like where it came from and how, you know, it started with wrestlers and that it was a male sport and um, it was very masculine. People always think, oh, pole dancing, strep powers. Like, they, you know, it's like so close-minded. Um, but strippers, it's like, it takes skill to do this. Like, you know, and even it takes balls to go up on stage. You know what I mean? Like, and- It's so hard. And actually, I can relate to what you're saying about like the strength needed. Because like I said, partner dancing, social dancing, like, especially as a tall, heavy person, like I had to really get into my body and understand that that physical dynamic, because my body moves differently than a man. I'm a woman, right? Yeah. When I'm dancing with women as a lead, that's, that's a totally different challenge. And I really had to like to lift women, you have to be strong. And I never had, I would, I would intentionally choose dance partners that were like on the heavier side, because usually they couldn't find a male dance partner. So they were closer to my height, you know, they were at least 170. So if I'm going to be dipping them and throwing them and lifting them, I mean, that's a lot of weight, right? Yeah. So I feel like that definitely, like you said, complemented, um, like my strength ability for sure in the sport too so that's cool but I want to know more of like what your um, daily training or weekly training plan looks like like how many hours do you spend in the gym you know how much do you spend a time warming up um do you do more auxiliary endurance like get get, get tell us girl let's know what you do so um I have a coach uh right now I'm doing my own stuff because we're in lockdown um, but he designed, he designs my programs for me just because I find, um, even though I'm a trainer and I, I have a lot of knowledge, I just like having a third, per, a third person, a second set of eyes on me because I can't be, you know what I mean? I can't be as, um, uh, how do you say that? Like, sorry. I'm well, self-critical, 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 analytical. Yeah. And I, I can't see myself like they can, like they can, like having a coach, I've always believed in having a coach because like they can, they, they have the second set of eyes on you and they can be more, um, uh, how do you say it? Like, sorry, I'm trying to think of words. It's minor errors. No, I totally understand what you're putting down girl. Like, you know, it's, it's those minor, um, inches. It's those minor, like how you're bracing, how you're breathing. Um, yeah, goals. like you can't see that because you can't focus properly on a lift. I'm sorry. It's not like bodybuilding. Like I said, when you're staring in the mirror, you can't, if you're lifting logs and you're carrying, you're, well, my, you're focused on does not want us looking in the mirror. That's the last thing he wants. He wants us to feel everything, you know? So he'll dangerous. turn around and like not face the mirror when we're doing squats and stuff like, which yeah. I, think, I think is better now that I'm used to it. It's like so much better. Um, but so I usually warm up for about 10 minutes at least with like dynamic movements and like, um, I do a lot of hip stuff and I even, I have a, a little, like I use a softball because I, I roll out my hips every single time. And I also roll out my feet. So I use a lacrosse ball and a softball for my hips, um, before I even touch a barbell. Um, and I, I do a lot of like, uh, I guess like, um, like, uh, you know, the twist, like lizard with uh, rotation. I do that stuff. I do like uh, a lot of spinal twists to warm up. I do, um, 90, 90, stuff like that for warming up and mm-hmm. foam rolling, whatever I can, it depends how much time I have. Sometimes I'm in between clients or I'm in between jobs. So I have to like, I only have an hour, so I don't have as much time, but I try to warm up for at least 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to do my stretching at night, like my static stretching. I've been really good at doing like different YouTube videos at night, just to kind of like, cause I want to get, like I was telling you, I want to get my slit. So if I can't stretch right mm-hmm. after training, I do it later on in the night, like the evening. And I mm-hmm. find with pole, I get a lot of stretching in too, cause we always stretch at the end of class, right? Yeah. I mean, once again, like, I don't want to get into too much about what I do, but for sure, like, um, the stretching is, like I said, underestimated. Um, I religiously before workout at least 20, 30 minutes, because 
Um, that's my dance background. You know, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. used to doing that. It's not hard for me. And a lot of people don't understand is like, if you're not stretching, you're going to have high risk of injury, but also you can overstretch. So you don't want to do those deep stretches right before a bad idea. Um, and okay, the deep right. tissue work is important. Oh, sorry. Again? That's like, <laughs> like more of a dynamic warm up, like dynamic stretches. Yeah, totally, totally. That's what I'm saying. Active cardio, um, active rest, all those things. Yeah. Totally, and that's the beauty of like dance warm ups, and and I'm sure a lot of pole dance uses similar dance dynamic warm ups as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you and I have that in common. I think that's I think that's a huge part of your success. I think that's a, the the coach for sure. I think everybody, like you said, to have a coach. Because I mean, you can buy all the books and watch all the YouTube tutorials, which is I what I did. But I would have been way more effective. Not that I didn't accomplish anything, but for sure. Um, like you said, it just helps you hyper laser focus and cut out all the crap, right? And cut out all the errors and not waste your time, right? If you're going to be in there and spend the money on supplements and the time in the gym, you want to be effective, right? Yeah. So having that support is huge. Um, yeah, so I think have a group of people too, like-minded people. Like I, um, like training at 613 Lift um, right now, I'm training at home. But when I was training there, it's just nice to have like-minded people to be around. And I've been at gyms before where, um, I'm like the only female, like in a powerlifting gym and that can be hard, but like 613, they have a good mix of women and men. It makes a huge difference. Like I always taught at gyms. So like, that's where I would work out. And I yeah. was like, now I have my own home gym. I, I invested the, the money because it's worth it. Also with COVID lockdown, it was like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm doing now. It's the time of any. Yeah. <clears throat> but same thing. Um, and it made a huge difference being around like actual powerlifters or strongmen. Not only did they help me with equipment or pass it to me or compliment me or um, it's just amazing. Like it's totally different. And you don't have to deal with like jerky guys, um, which always happens in like a regular gym. Yeah. And I would get in trouble. I don't know if you ever did for like grunting or like breathing too loud for like grunting. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm a grunter. I don't know. Like it, it helps with my reps. So what can I say? Well, I work um, I work at a regular gym now and um I, I like I, the group is pretty good but you know every once in a while there's guys that they think that they're you know what I mean they think they're all that and you can lift more than them so it's kind of funny like you know what I mean well, for me, it's not ego. It's like, I'm asthmatic. So like, my, like, I have to really work to get that oxygen in. So it's like, you know, I'm sure most people are just like, you know, and I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, you know, <laughs> sometimes like it's normal when you're pushing that much weight or like even sometimes, I mean, I remember I went to the States once and I was at a Planet Fitness and they gave me shit for um, uh, lunging with like, like, I can't remember what it was. It was like 40 pounds aside or something I was lunging with. And like, they were like, they comment on, on it, you know? So they're, because I was intimidating people. I'm like, really? I'm like the most non-intimidating person. This is like 10 years ago or something. I was in like a water town or something at the Planet Fitness. Well, every since 1999, I just think of like aerobic classes and like people in neon spanks. And like, every time you describe your career, I just think of you being like on a stepper and being like, and one, and two. <laughs> like, well, I've, only, I've only been powerlifting since I was 33. So I think that was like 08, 08, 09. But like yeah. in, 90, in 1999, that's when I got my yoga certification. I was like 22. Like I was well, my daughter. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to convince me about your age for like years to come because girl you're looking so young at first um so back to the whole gym topic um yeah definitely i definitely left because like there was just a story for another day but there's just one a camel you know back broke whatever and i was like i'm done and i spent the money on a commercial gym or not a commercial gym like an actual like powerlifting gym and it was the best decision I ever made and yeah. i regretted not doing it sooner and 
um, I'm sure it was more successful because of like just the support environment for sure. Because I always felt like half of the struggle was the people around me and like they watch you, you have like a creepy, you know, like that watch you and comment and, you know, on, on the down low record you with their phone. Um, or they'll and, in a commercial gym, they'll be like, oh, you know, squatting past 90 is bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Or they'll just say rude things. Your uh, benching, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Or steal your equipment or make comments. Like they'd steal my equipment and I tell them like they weren't, they couldn't, and that was rude. And then they call me like fat or something. And I'm like, you're such a loser. Like one time I was trying to deadlift or squat in the squat rack and this guy's like cut me off and was trying to do pull ups in it. And like, you're such a loser. There's like 20 other places in this gym where you could do a pull up. And like, I, that was the camel. That was that. That's where I was like, oh, that I just made a big scene. And then I like literally canceled my membership. I went downstairs, like, I'm done that yeah. day um, I was like bye because I was like I'm gonna punch someone like it's just gonna happen and it's, it's not good I don't need to go to jail I can keep my record clean you know <laughs> so, oh man it was hilarious but anyways like yeah I think so on this topic um we're talking about New Year's right and what are some things that you would do differently now that you are in the sport that you uh are competing and performing training that you didn't do earlier like I said me joining a you know an actual listening yeah. gym earlier what would what are some tips like what would you recommend to new people starting out one thing that i try struggle with is i have this little voice and um i i don't um so i'm trying to be more out there lately and trying to like um because i have this knowledge and i always downplay everything and i always make myself it's almost like i make myself smaller like small and i wish i would have been more um proud of my achievements instead of like yeah like now I'm like I've got all these things in the background and normally I think that I shouldn't be doing this but it's like fuck it because you know what I you only live once and I'm proud of what I've accomplished and it's like mm-hmm. I always downplay like I'm always like well I have this record but I'm the only one in my you know like in the and this or that like I always downplay everything I achieve and I want to stop doing that and I think it's important for women to like be proud of what they've accomplished and not downplay it oh but this you know like no but sense no totally i think a lot of it's the way we're raised like the generation right because i was taught like i came up from a religious small town and it was like you know you're a girl you're supposed to dress angelic and talk angelic and be yeah. and soft and gentle and all my friends were boys when i was a kid everything i do was for boys and i was always told you're too loud you're too rowdy you're too adventurous yeah. you're too this too that's for boys and so i think that's the voice in our head that's like stop that be a girl you know and yeah. like you said let them take, you know what I mean? Like even with a man, sometimes it's like people will listen to them, but you'll say the exact same thing. And it's like, it, you know what I mean? Like they're hurt, yeah. but you're not. And part of it yeah. is yeah, I have this small little voice and I know that I can't, it's, you know what I mean? But it just, I, it's frustrating if that makes any sense. No, I totally get it. Like, I mean, it's about not having shame and no apologies. Like, well, especially after- I kept my dancing a secret for a really long time. Like I would, I didn't say, Oh, I, by the way, I do pole dancing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Fitness, um, for like a really long time. And like, um, I, I was so afraid of coming out with it. And then like a couple years ago, I'm like, fuck this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't, I started posting shit about it, but like before I wouldn't post it. Cause I, at first I was having like people like message me privately and being like, are you a dance? Are you a dancer? And it's like, no, I'm doing yeah. fitness, you know? I, I totally can relate. Like I said, I do partner dancing. I was doing um, non-new burlesque and I'm not a prostitute. Well, no, I'm not hate anyone who is okay, just saying no, no hate, no love. It's all love here. Okay? Well, I, right? I, did a, I did a thing uh, last year. Um, it was with um, a burlesque thing. I, I, was, I was doing pole 
but uh, mm-hmm. some of us were asked, like some of us, like us full dancers were asked to do it. It was like a, a burlesque thing. So I got to watch the girls do burlesque. And it was really cool. So like, yeah. I admire stuff like that. It's, it's fun. Like, it looks like fun, you know? Oh, it is. I mean, like what drew me to it is like, people think, oh, it's a sexual thing. Like they do with pole, right? They have the assumptions, but it was yeah. about being empowered for myself. It was about being healthy and feeling sexy again. And, you know, after having my kids, like, you know, I've struggled with body image my whole life and eating disorders and over-exercise actually and yeah. um, starvation, unhealthy. Like I actually was starting to strip organs from the amount of supplements I was taking. Like it wasn't healthy. And I just came to a point in my life that I'm like, you know, I've had two kids. They've done their damage, right? Like mm-hmm. on my body. Um, and I just need to love myself. And I, I felt so empowered after pushing those kids out, right? Like after getting through that and what that did to my body, it was like, well, now I'm invisible. If this can't break me, nothing can break me. And I just was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, so you got to live your life, right? no yeah. apologies no shame like you're, you're gonna you know don't know when you're gonna die you're not getting any younger right so it's like no. who cares people are gonna judge you no matter what who cares right yeah, exactly. even the skinny gorgeous models people say something like who cares oh, no, then they're too skinny or you know what i mean it's like you can't make anyone you got to make yourself happy because if you're trying to make everyone else happy you're never going to be happy you know totally i mean i would look at life as like if you're not doing anything immoral right or illegal like yeah and you're so obsessed in north america with like nudity it doesn't like when you're when you're doing pole, like I never wear shorts. Um, like I don't wear shorts very often. Like I do now more so this is, this is since I got into sports, I wear shorts more, but because I have scars on my legs from my surgeries from when I was a kid, I would wear like always wear pants. And like from, I don't know, since I got into like powerlifting and then pole, you have to wear shorts and I don't even care anymore. Like I'm in shorts and a, and a sports bra in a pole studio. I'm not necessarily, I don't train with a sports bra in the regular gyms but like you get used to it because it's part of like you stick better onto the pole if you're wearing less clothing you know what I mean but yeah. it's like we're so obsessed with like like nudity like or it's so wrong in, in this society and it's like it's just boobs or it's just a butt it's like who cares everybody has one you know what I mean it's like why are we so like this yeah well you're gonna make me cry though it's crazy naked, but you know what I mean no, I totally get what you're saying. Like all my friends are like immigrants and like I said, being involved in salsa, I did samba dancing, right? Belly dancing. And yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's about the arts, about dance. It's, it's not always sexual. And um, you know, I think I had so much shame because of a couple things from, like I said, my childhood too, for sure. Um, I have a lot of saggy skin, right? Because I've yeah. gone from super skinny to like, I've been a size small to a 2XL. I've been a size four to size like 22. And yeah. when you do that all the time, like you, you lose skin elasticity, right? And well, I used to be like, oh, I'll... you know, like, like yeah. eating and losing weight after having babies, you know, it's normal. Yeah. But I, my point is, it's like, I was like, I'm not going to wait till I'm a certain look or certain weight to just like, freaking exercise I'm not going to wear clothing that hurts me or makes it hard for me to do the workouts I want to do or trying to compete just because of cellulite or because of skin I'm you know what I mean like I have zero shame I'm like I don't give a shit I know what I put in my body I know how I work out I know who I am I don't care if you don't like it don't like it don't look you know what yeah, I mean exactly. that's my problem I'm not gonna dress in black again we're black right now because that I just did my honor girl this is what's crazy okay um but anyway <laughs> mom life okay mom life um but no I mean totally 100% I can relate to what you're saying with scars and stuff like that and um that's what makes you beautiful, right? She's yeah, exactly. you're unique because of it, you know? It's like, yeah. But burlesque gave me that. And I think because I did burlesque, that's what actually gave me the courage to do strongman because um, I had to put my flaws on stage and that was really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but once you get over that fear, like it gets easier and it gets less awkward, right? So exactly. um, and it's always the got- people that are not on stage that are criticizing. It's never the people that, it's usually the people that are there with you doing the same thing that are like the most supportive, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm only going to listen to somebody criticize them if they actually stand in front of me and have like a deadlifting competition. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't care what you think. Yeah. Like at all. Nothing matters to me. Like unless you can outdo me in training or performing, then I get out of my face. Like you, you, you're so tiny. <laughs> you're a small little man, you know. Um, and I feel like that's actually like you know the old expression of like picture people in your underwear. But I just I don't fear people. I think my only my deepest fear, and I'm curious what yours is. Um, because you have to basically confront your fears to be successful in these sports, right? Like yeah. for me, my deepest fear, not gonna lie, I hate spiders and snakes, but you know, beyond the superficial, uh, my fear is wasting my life. My fear is dying, going yeah. up to the big top, and then, you know, God, whatever, whoever playing out what happened, like what you could have done with your life, and then I just wasted it, right? I just wasted all my potential. Like yeah. that's the only regret I have. It's not I'd rather try a million things and fail, right? Than not yeah, try anything I think, at all. That's I think I'm kind of in the same boat because I, I I like I have a lot of things that, like that I've done. I, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I'd rather, I want to be successful. So, but yeah, and I know you're going to fail along the way. Like part of being successful is having failures. It's about getting back up after failing. You know what I mean? Totally. Anyway, I'd rather try something and fail than not try it all and then regret it later on. No, hundred percent. And I mean, I do have some regrets of some of the things I've tried and oh, done, but it's so I, small. Yeah. Most of my regrets have to do with uh, men. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, <laughs> Me too, I, girl. Me too. Like you put me in a room full of men and I pick the one, the bro most broken person, like, you know, but that's because you're so loving. And usually people like us, who have had like a lot of struggles in our childhood or pain or suffering. We see that yeah. in other people and it's just a natural characteristic of women. And I feel like that's nothing to be ashamed of either, but um, yeah. it's okay to take care of us. Like, you know, one of the biggest things people said to me when I started doing this sport was like, Oh, where's your baby? I'm like, you know what? I just left him in a field somewhere. Like he's, yeah, exactly. you know, no, like, and then also, oh, your husband is watching him. Oh, well, you do the man things. Well, he stays at home. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we're a team. Like, what are you even yeah. saying right now? Get out of my face. Um, oh, you're trying to work from home and be an entrepreneur when your kids are young. Oh, you're neglecting their needs. Oh, you know, like, you just can't. Like, honestly, um, I think you for know, me. I, I had this debate recently with, like, somebody was saying, well, oh, the girl, uh, the anyway they, this couple broke up and um he was saying how the dad was like the stay-at-home dad and the mom and she he raised the kid and I'm like but if it was the roles were reversed you wouldn't look at it like that you'd be like he's working to support his family she was doing the same thing so how is she not raising her kid you know what I mean like just because she was working it's like so stupid it's like or or a guy will say oh I'm babysitting my kid it's like no you're not babysitting it's your kid. oh that comment oh and also it was so annoying to me because I would get my kids to bed and I'm bloody exhausted. It's like freaking 9.30 night. That's when I go to the gym. I work out from like 9.30 to 11. I'm tired. At 9.30, I want to go to bed. Um, yeah. You know, three hours, six hours of sleep. And, you know, I make sure everyone's got their knees met. You know, lunches are made for the next day. House is clean. And yeah. uh, then I got to deal with that when I come in. Like literally, like when I go to the gym, I'd be like, don't even talk to me. Don't look at me. Like I was like, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. I was something that. Okay, unless you got, you know, a bottle of wine, you better leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I had a point, it's gone. Because it's that time of day. Um, so, whoop, my brain. Um, so, anywho, um, I guess kind of like what I, what I um, want to know is, what do you think female athletes can do to achieve success in their training and sports, especially with it being, like I said, New Year's, the weekend, you know, people are just testing out their programs and their diets. Yeah. Um, so what do I think female athletes, can you repeat that? As a, as, a, as a personal trainer and as a competitor, 
What yeah. do you think there are things that women can implement? Like I'm talking about, they could be like brand new, haven't even competed, haven't started training, or they, they have been for a year. What are things that people can do this year if they want to achieve success in the sport at some point? Like if they're going to compete in the summer or the fall kind of thing. I think one important thing for women is to not feel guilty about taking the time to train and take care of themselves. Because if you can't take that time for yourself, you can't give to other people. So I think taking the time to take that like hour, hour and a half, or however long it takes to train, you're just going to have more energy and you'll be able to give back more to your partner and give back more to your kids and be able to like, if you have, if you have that ex like level of fitness, you'll be able to do everything better. Like it just transfers better in your whole life. So just making sure that you take that time for yourself. It's like mm-hmm. you're reinvesting into yourself, but we, as women, we're so, we're so big on caregiving for everybody else that we neglect yep. ourselves. And like, yep. not like, I think that's the main, the main thing is to put yourself first so that you can give to others. Totally. I mean, I would say that after I cut the toxic people out of my life and start doing, and actually strong men helped me do that. I had freaking yeah. friends and people that I just could not let go of because I, you know, the healer in me, the, the lover was like, I gotta, I gotta keep my bros in the back corner because otherwise I'm a jerk. Um, yeah. but I let them go because I'm like, listen, I can't keep carrying all your burns and weights. Like, I hope you meet me on the other side, but listen, I can't do this for you. And yeah. I'm tired of always the cheerleader for everyone. Like I need a cheerleader and I need to focus on me. I need to be the cheerleader for myself for once in my life, you yeah. know, be the person I never had growing up kind of thing. Um, and, and like you said, it's like my life now is way more productive. Like people are like, how are you doing all these things when you have a newborn? I'm like, because like I put myself first and that is so huge. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. I got to eat. I'm putting you down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can't run an empty tank forever. And even just like, um, oh, there was something I was going to say, even just, um, oh, sorry. I can't think right now. (laughs) it's okay girl so i wanted to say it and i totally slipped out of my mind damn it it'll come back trust me Um, the next questions will help honestly so what i want to know is what your favorite aspect is of competing and like talking about powerlifting um anything so i i really really like so i i find it's funny because in training sometimes i don't do as well but when i'm competing I, i i don't know it's just like i get that adrenaline rush and i'm always better performing than I am in the gym. So like, I don't know what it is, but like my deadlift, I'll like miss it two weeks before competition and I'll get the lift it like usually out of me. You know what I mean? Not every time, but like a lot. So it's like, it's, it's just, I love that rush that you get. And it just gives me that feeling of accomplishment of being able to like PR or even, even when I'm competing in pole, it's just, I love having that focus and that like, I love that adrenaline rush, if that makes any sense. I totally get it. I mean, like as a person with disabilities, people always think disabilities once again have like a specific image, like you have a cane or you're in a wheelchair kind of thing. And it's invisible, right? Nobody can tell that you have hip issue, right? It's just like they yeah. can't see with me. But like the first time I pulled a truck, I had never been able to train with it because I didn't have access to equipment. And I will never forget that high. Like yeah. I'm still living on that high. Like I was like, what? Because I felt so broken my entire life, like emotionally, mentally, physically. So I was like, I just, I just pulled a damn truck. Exactly. I had the best timing. And I've never done it before. Holy shit. And I was like, motivation for a year. No, it's, it's so true. Or even just like, so with, with powerlifting, it's like, I lift something that I didn't think was ever possible. Like I never thought as a kid, I was like overweight and like, I was not fit. I was not coordinated. I'm still not coordinated. I can't do like, um, you know, like aerobics classes and stuff like that. I wouldn't excel in it, but like, I can lift more than I ever thought I could possibly lift. I'm like in pole, like tricks I never thought I could get, you know? So like I'm doing handsprings and like backlifts on the pole, you know what I mean? Like, 
stuff I never thought I could ever do. Yeah. I'm trying totally. to work with handstands now, but I'm afraid of like not being on the wall. I'm using the wall still. But that's my next thing is I want to be able to do some calisthenic stuff because I think it would be cool yeah. to add them into a routine. And I got my headstand at 42 years old because I wanted it for stage and I got it for stage. I, got, I can do headstand deadlifts. So I don't know if you've ever seen those, but. Yes, that's insane. What? So yeah, I, I did that on <laughs> my first competition. Like my goal was to get my headstand and to be able to deadlift my legs up and down and, and, and do like straddles and stuff. And like, I was able to do that on my first competition. I've only done two pole competitions so far, but I, I hope to be able to do more when this whole COVID stuff uh, is over. Like I was supposed to go to Arnold's for pole and two days before, I think it was two or three days before um, it was canceled. Like the pole stuff was canceled. Cause I, my goal is to get to Arnold's, whether it's for powerlifting or pole, I don't care. I just want to go to Arnold's and compete. Yeah. And I yeah. was able to go for pole. And then like, because we went into like, they canceled everything, but like powerlifting, I think it was bodybuilding. Like they canceled all the other sports that weren't like the main three sports. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't go. So my competition was canceled. So that was really disappointing for me. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to something. So calisthenics, like people really underestimate that. And especially like if you have mobility issues, like, you know, it's very, very important to train the spine. It's very, very important to work on posture and yeah. flow. Like I say to women with pole, like take sensual dance classes, like slow lap dance, slow chair dancing, like really get into your body into the slow motion of it so that you can control the movement. Right. And like, I've had a lot of people say to me, they'd be like, oh, you do too much auxiliary work. Like it's powerlifting. I'm like, yeah, but I do strongman though. And that's the thing is like, yeah. I like the creativity of it. I like the physical challenge. Like you can never be like, that's the thing about um, the sport, right? Like you'll never be fully good at one thing uh, on all of them, right? Because you can't train for all of the events and all the different shapes of things um, all at the same time. Um, yeah. So it's so important to always have that foundation, right? Of the mm -hmm. calisthenic training. And I think a lot of lifters like neglect that and that's why they don't achieve success as fast as they could or just yeah. eventually at all, right? Because they're just like, yeah. I don't need to do auxiliary, just bench and dead. That's all I gotta do. It's, it's yep. fun how much like calisthenics actually transfers to powerlifting, like, yeah. you know what I mean? like getting your depth with your squat, like you could be doing um, like things and you know what I mean? It's just it like doing those hip openers and even just doing that, uh, the hollow body when you're doing like a handstand that can transfer your squat and deadlifts really well. Cause you want to be able to tighten your core properly, you know? So question. Like out of all the stuff you do when you're training, when we're talking about calisthenics, auxiliary barbell work, you know, just general bench dead, right? All that kind of thing. What have you found? What workouts or what movements um, have you found have created the biggest gains for you in the long term in, in your powerlifting events? Uh, what movements have? Yeah, like specific movements or workouts. So I find, um, well, movement wise, I find like, I don't have a great arch in my bench and I've been really working on my bridge. Um, and I find that that's actually, and even doing bridge pushups, I find that that's actually helping my arch a bit and helping me like engage my lats more. Um, and I'm trying to think of, of what else, like, and just even working on my weaknesses, like with my assistance movements for like barbells, like for my barbell list. So if I'm doing like split Bulgarian split squats to help with my hip, my hips, or even like mm -hmm. the 90 is huge, like doing that stretch. Um, has been huge for my hips and even using the ball to roll out my hip has been a huge um, uh, a huge game changer and like I've been doing so much work on my hip mobility that I think I've made leaps and bounds to where I used to be 
Because I remember when I first started lifting, my coach at the time was like, I don't know what to do with your squat. Like, you know what I mean? And I've just improved. And even just doing the movements, you know what I mean? Like just being able to, to do them, you're going to get better. The more reps you put in, you're going, you know, it's gonna, as long as you're working with good form, you're going to get better or trying. Yeah. To, you know yeah. I mean? People try to get like, I mean, I will freely admit that, you know, my first year of training was all ego. <laughs> and I did a lot of ridiculous max outs. Because I also just didn't understand the percentages of it because I was so used to training as a dancer triathlete where it's like, you know, high reps, low weight. So it's just yeah. my brain. I really had to get over it in my head, right? Like yeah. it was like I was having war in my own head when I was training all the time. And um, and I would, like I said, I would, you know, plan my workout ahead. I would make the notes after and log it, what I ate, what I was doing, um, just like you do with bodybuilding. Um, but yeah, I totally struggled with that. And so biggest part of what I've been trying to do is just like slow down because a lot of women don't understand is like your pelvic floor is your entire health if oh you God. neglect your hips and your pelvic floor and your spine you have nothing and I realized that I, I guess I embraced it once I had kids because I was like I got destroyed from that epidural and I was like I have no feeling in my pelvic floor whatsoever um and so I was like when you talk about squat test it was like I used to be able to be thrown like an inch from the floor as a dancer as a follow and I had crazy core strength but as soon as I like had a kid, it, that was like my upper core, yeah. fine, lower core, pelvic, yeah. done, dead. <laughs> and so I was like, this is all great that my chest and my back and my arms and my legs and my butt strong, but those are kind of irrelevant like, it, it, unless you have that pelvic floor, right? And so, yeah. well, you know, you my female clients a lot, well, I do with all my clients, but to stand against the wall or flatten out your back and to tuck mm -hmm. your pelvis underneath and pull your navel towards your back. And to mm -hmm. think of like using your TA muscles, like your transverse abdominis, so that you're like tightening that. Cause I find after having kids that gets like, you, you lose that connection to your, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but my, mine wasn't more serious though. Cause I actually had like permanent damage, like nerve damage. Like oh. I was actually crawling on all fours after I had my first son. It took oh. me like two years to be able to walk and move properly. And yeah, so it's like, it was hardcore. Like for yeah. most people who are totally, you're right, a hundred thousand percent. And like, yeah. I always say to women, like you're not only doing like the yoga and the stretches, but for sure pursuing something yeah. like that, like somewhere you have to really like belly that, something where you have to really focus on those muscles. Yeah, exactly. Something too that people don't talk about is like after having kids, like when you deadlift heavy or squat heavy, like, you know, when you put a belt on, like sometimes things happen, you know, and like, if you don't have a strong pelvic floor, and even if you do, you still need to be aware of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you need to like, I feel like, a, not you, but I feel like a lot of people just like jump to the barbell workouts and, and I understand. And like, you know, I feel like there's so much over information and confusing information because we're just like oversaturated, right. With um, yeah. fitness workouts on YouTube, on Instagram. And unless you're reading manuals, unless you're really going deep into it, right. And studying the sciences of it, it's, yeah. it's easy just to be like, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just mashing up things together. So I think it's oh, important it's to like people at the gym all the time, they'll watch something on YouTube and then they think they're an expert, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a better to invest in the coach or personal trainer because they do the assessment. They figure out what are your weaknesses in your muscles. It's not, people think it's because they're just going to judge you in your body fat and your body composition. Crappy personal trainers. Yes. Anyone who's any good and understands all these sciences will evaluate you and say, this is in order to get here, like a good personal personal trainer understands like these muscles will help you get to this point to be able to do this like I always say to people what are your training goals right like what do you want to compete and why do you want to lose weight I'm like yeah but that's not specific enough because yeah. if you're eating healthier and you're exercising you're going to lose weight 
like yeah. it's just at that point or you're going to gain muscle weight muscle mass sorry and not lose weight right away but it's like you need to be more specific to that because your training shouldn't just be like yes this works these muscles it's like what are you trying to accomplish in the long term is it for sport is it just for casual swimming that right like so it's important to understand you have to do this in point A to get to point C. And you can't do that. You can't plan point A properly if you don't know your point C. And I think that for when we talk about New Year's resolutions, I think that is the biggest thing people need to decide is not just be like, I just want to get skinny. I mean, that's great. That's positive, right? Because you're trying to change your life. But yeah. And and for you, not for like, oh, if I get a skinny or like, I'll have a better job or my boyfriend will love me and treat me good. Listen, boyfriend doesn't treat you good, punch him in the face, okay? And leave him like, right? Like that shouldn't, for me, I'm sorry. I do not support that goal. Um, but I mean, looking sexier for men, that's fine, whatever, you know? Maybe you want to do some crazy positions without getting into yeah. detail. Um, but uh, like definitely for sure, like specific is good. So what are, so now we're talking about all the good stuff. Uh, what are some things that you recommend people um, avoid like what have you avoided what are the because it's all about habits right successful people have habits so what are things that you stop doing or make sure you try not to do um well when I first up, started right? lifting I remember uh, I went to like a competition and people would be like um you roll the bar out in front of you and then you pull it back in to get momentum and that's something I definitely do not do anymore like <laughs> I did that too oh man to look up because they're like and it makes sense for certain things right like so look up because that's where you're so they would tell me to look up when I was deadlifting and now it's like you know you want to keep your spine in neutral you want to keep your chin tight you know what I mean like yeah. it's so different from when I but I started like like I said I started at 33 so that was like 11 almost 11 years ago so things progress and like we didn't pay attention to like you know um our foot positioning and like making sure that you're grounding everything and like they would be, be like pressed back into the heels and now it's like evenly distribute the weight. You know what I mean? Like Actually, the comment you made earlier, I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. So um, as a dancer, yeah. it's all in your feet. No, 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 I'm sorry. Everything you said is fabulous. I'm, I'm glad I didn't interrupt you. Um, like foot stretches, right? So you're going up and down, around, around, like strengthening those ankles because like, especially someone with patella syndrome and crooked legs and messed up spine and hips, like yeah. that is essential for me. And, and I know what happens when I don't do so. It's like everyone, I'm like, you, your knees, don't just rely on knee straps, right? And and, and knee supports and, and, and orthotics. Yeah. Like you need to fix your feet. And orthotics is like a band-aid. Like you need to actually do strengthening exercises. And, and you know, because people don't see. Sorry, I just gonna say, it's funny because I used to have, when I started, well, I used to run. And when I used to run, I had to wear like um, shoes that had like a support in them. And like mm-hmm. I find now my feet are so much better. Like I don't need as much support in my feet, you know, like. Oh yeah, like 100%. I think it's related to the strength training, like. Yep. Um, alignment is everything. And you can try to force your body into positions, but you're going to hurt yourself because your, your yeah. muscles aren't straight. And if something's tight, that's supposed to be loose and vice versa, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. It's just a matter of time. That's what people say. Oh, I have a freak injury. Like I wish that would happen. And it's because you were neglecting something, right? It's like, there's, there's, there's such a thing as too much Advil and pre-workout, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a part of, I would say for my success, for sure. Is like, I own the Panda naps. Like I like to sleep and it's, it's extremely important. If you're yeah. starting to feel sick or you're starting to feel an injury, come on to stop what the heck you're doing figure out what's causing that and either adjust your training program or your workouts right like you know what I'm saying girl I wish yeah. I have that's one of my biggest issues is with sleep because I work overnight at a group home um I'm, I'm a sleep counselor but uh I'm like oh I'm waking up during the middle it's like having a kid almost like having a newborn because like I'm getting up and helping them go to the bathroom I know too much information but like I work with disabled adults right 
So like yeah. my sleep is always disturbed. It's been disturbed for the last, I've had this job for like 20 something years. You know what I mean? Like I've been yeah. counselor, but now I'm like full-time asleep counselor. And the reason I do that position is because I, I can have time for like personal training and like my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm grateful for having that job because it, it's given me an opportunity to work other jobs. You know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah. it's like, also, I, I don't have a normal nine to five schedule, you know? Well, I feel like, Kate, so to add to that, like, I'm obsessed with this whole concept of, like, healthy home, which is, like, living naturally, not having a lot of chemicals, turn off your phone, and I like all these different things, you know, sleep hygiene, right, like, having yeah. a healthy quality natural mattress, and blah, 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 warm bath before bed, and all those things, but I think that, like, for me, I've always had a sleeping disorder, because I was in so much physical pain as a kid, um, oh. for my disability, so I've, I've never slept properly since I was a kid, I really struggled to fall asleep, once I'm asleep, I'm fine, it's nothing wakes me up, but if you wake me up, I ain't going back to sleep, so I'm just, instead of, like, trying to fight so hard, because I used to abuse the heck out of melatonin, I just, like, I try to get, like, if I can a night, for me, it's accomplishment, I'm like, okay, six hours, and I try to make it up during the day, but, um, I don't recommend, like I do my, like you, I do all my work in it and like working from home with young kids. I do everything between like nine and like one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And then the kid wakes up anywhere between five thirty and like 11 in the morning. But this is before I had a newborn. Um, so I totally understand what you're saying. And that's why I just like own that. And I, I know that's not realistic for everybody, but it's like, if you had a choice between like eating a protein shake and having a meal or like getting in a nap, I would say get in the nap. That's just me personally. I don't know. I like my sleep. You guys yeah. want to have a protein and shake. Sometimes I, sometimes I do because I'm a trainer and like during the day, sometimes I do have those gaps where I can take naps. Right now I have a lot of gaps because again, we're in lockdown. So it's like, you know. When I was a trainer, when I was a bodybuilder and I was like doing the whole vegan triathlete thing. Yeah. I used to, like I worked out of gyms, right? I taught like different fitness classes and I taught all ages. So I was always like traveling all over the place because I worked on different sites. And I would, I would have like, there was three times a day where I could fit in a half an hour nap and I did that religiously. And that's how I was able to fit in like six to eight hours of exercise. And um, that's why I'm trying to say that's why I recommend it so much. Cause I know it definitely has saved me like a million times, but you know, part of the people who have a regular job, you can get regular sleep. <laughs> what about as a trainer? I mean, you, cause not only do you have your personal experience, but also you're like as a competitor or as a performer, but also as a coach, like what you like you've been in this game for a long time that's why I'm really trying to get at this with you what do you feel are the biggest things that people do to their detriment besides the simple things of like you know eating at night or high sugar diet or whatever um in terms of training in the long term like sticking to new year's resolutions being successful in the long term everybody gets um like not everybody I should I don't want to generalize but like people get caught up in their excuses and the poor me, I, I, I don't mean this, I don't, I don't want to sound bad, but, and I know some of them are legitimate excuses, but I just find that it can snowball, do you know what I mean? So instead of finding out, like, focusing on the negative and finding out, like, um, why you can't do things, maybe make excuses to why you can do them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I mean when I said taking your time, like, making, making yourself a priority, because you make everybody else a priority, you need to, like, take that time, and it's just, nope. like, it's, I just find it's just getting started sometimes. And then once you get started, then you, it snowballs and it becomes part of your life. And then you feel guilty if you don't get a workout in, you know, not saying you have to work, of course, you're not going to work out every day. Like you need to do rest days and stuff, but just getting that ball rolling. And, and once you get past the excuse making, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I literally like write it in my calendar, like it's do or die. Like it's an appointment. Yeah, and that's exactly. what I like as if you were going to the doctor with something very important instead of like, and I, I, I'm so cheesy. Like, I love 
physical paper calendar and I put like stickers in it and I highlight it and I use different Sharpie colors. Like I make it really fun. Um, Cause then it's more creative, like it appeals to my career set. So it makes me want to commit. And then I have, you know, I have my, my mugs. I have these weird rituals, right? Like I'll be like, I'm going to drink out of my Panda Strong cup right before a workout. And I have like all these weird things I do. <laughs> I don't know if it's OCD, but it, it works. So whatever. Yeah, well, um, whatever, whatever works, like, you know. Yeah, but if back to what you're in the morning, first thing in the morning, like, because I can, because I get off work at seven. So like, yeah. if first thing in the morning, then I have no excuses. It's done, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Like before I said, like, before I kids, it's totally in the morning. It's out of the way. Yeah. Um, because you're playing catch up all day. And I mean, life happens. So uh, like, so when I built my deadlifting platform, I made this equipment, you know, I was like seven months pregnant and like the comments people make once again, you know, uh, what about your baby? What about your son? And my husband too, like he supported, but he was like, he's like, uh, like, you're not going to be like touching some of the stuff to like the spring or like, you don't even know when. Cause like, what if you like have the baby, you can't move. I'm like, listen, Biatch, I don't do it now. Okay. Because I, I have to paint it outside. I don't want to breathe that those fumes in my house. Um, so I was like, if I don't do it now, it won't happen until the spring. And I needed that to keep me motivated. Right? Like when I was, uh, cause I had a C-section. Right. And I was like, I need to do this I spent money I started something and you finished and that was my motivation so you ha it has to hurt right like you have to sacrifice you have to put something in it that's uh yeah I find just writing it down that's a huge thing too I find when you get things for free you don't respect it the same as if you actually do you know what I mean like because I like a gym membership so yeah like a gym membership or but then some people if they pay the 990 you know like at planet fitness they don't yeah use that's what they make all their money from people not going yeah, like it's, but I'm saying like it's auto debited. You don't even notice. Like, um, so when I was deciding to build my home gym, I was like, that's a lot of money, right? And I was like, what if I have this kid and I can't lift? What if my career is over before it's really even started? And um, I was like, well, if I spend this money, I'm going to have to do it because then I'm an asshole to my kids and my husband and, yeah. and all the suffering I put. No. And then I started looking at stats for weights and different things. And I started learning about the sports and I was like, oh, I am strong. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, maybe I should try to train for strong, man. And that was like literally as like innocent as my thought was. And then I started doing that. I was like, ooh, like I just want to be able to pull a semi. As soon as I saw pictures and videos That's of so women great. pulling semis, I was like, I want to pull a semi. And then I also want to be able to lift a 350 pound Atlas stone. And I want to be able to like, um, I like to carry my friends on my back. But I want to be able to like load a bunch of humans on a sled and like run around like through the snow. Like that's like, <laughs> I just want to like, I want to be basically, you know, reindeer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I just want to do things that are ridiculous that people are like, only a man can do that. Like that's basically as simple as it is. Like you can't do that, you're a woman or you're fat. And I'd be like, oh yeah, well, so there. And that's it. That's what I feel like every, your goal should be as a woman starting this course is to be like, it's so there. And yeah. yeah. And so what? In your face. <laughs> like everything you accomplish should like end like that, you know? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so like, I think you're amazing. And um, 1999, we got to find a theme song for you. That's a <laughs> Year. It's not around when computers broke or something. I don't even know. Um, the great, uh, what was it, the millennium? Wasn't the yeah, millennium? The Y2K. Yeah. Y2K, yeah. there you go. You should have yeah, a computer. I was, pregnant. I was pregnant in 1999. I remember that whole <laughs> Y2K 
leaving. Because my daughter was born in January 2000, so it was like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so one more question. How long did it take you to train for powerlifting in a pool and bodybuilding? Like, how long did it take for you to get your body from point A to, you know? Um, so I find that for for body, when I did my body, my second bodybuilding show, it took me about six months because I tried to like take six. I, so I actually stopped squatting. Like I was still squatting, but not with a barbell because my coach, uh, the, like I, I had a, a coach who she's like, you have legs. You don't have to like, she wanted me to like, um, take a break from like powerlifting. So I could just focus on bodybuilding. So it took me a good six months because I was like really doing like different things. I was doing like reps, more reps, less like, you know, because when you're powerlifting, it's more about like that, you know, anywhere between, I don't know, like when you're strength training, it's like eight to, to one rep, you know what I mean? Depending yeah. on where you are in your, in your training cycle. But like when you're bodybuilding, it's like more reps and like different different types of movements so she wanted me to focus a lot on my glutes and like all my weaknesses and I think it actually has helped my my um my powerlifting when I came back to powerlifting I feel like because I was working on those weaker areas physically so I was like strengthening them so mm -hmm. I think it actually was beneficial to take that little uh break I was, I was going powerlifting, 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 but then when you take those little breaks, it's like you're, you're getting stronger, you know? Well, cross training, right? Like people yeah. underestimate that. And like when I was training for strong men, like I said, I went back to the basics of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not stable enough on my two feet. So I'm going to be sitting on machines. Right. And yeah. then slowly working into, to weights. um, I can't think of the machine names right now, but I started that right with higher reps and went down. And I remember like the, one of the first books I bought was um, starting, that wasn't starting strength. Yes, it was. And then there was another one from Kale Beck that he wrote. And I think it was just like introduction to strong man or something. And I just like, I, I he was amazing. He answered right away. And I was like message on my Instagram, like what is with these insane high reps? and not even every second day. I don't get your program. I don't understand it. It really messed with my mind. Like as a trainer, it was, I'd never seen anything like that before. And now um, the only regret I have was I actually messed with that. I was like, you know, I was trying to tweak his program and it was fine the way it was. Um, but it's like what you're saying. It's like, you know, I, I went from that aspect of bodybuilding of kind of training those little muscles yeah. And making sure my body is balanced, you know, and then going into heavier comp compound um, workouts, not not that you know bench and dead, but like you know larger muscle group muscle. They start with the small, work to the large, and then yeah. doing compound lifts. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, like I don't think anyone should avoid that. And like you said, taking the breaks and taking the rest and and cross training, you come back stronger. Like. I'd be in the gym and I'd be like doing box jumps and box runs. So I do a lot of like, I did a lot of sandbag work. So I'd be like carrying a sandbag on my back and I'd be running and jumping over obstacles and pulling tires. I'd be crawling on all fours and pulling tires. And so like, what are you doing? I'm like, when you're in strong man and you're pulling something and yeah. like a truck, for example, and you get to the end where your CNS system is like, and there's nothing left. 
you have to like crawl on your finger. So I would always like initiate as part of my training, like the worst possible case scenario. So your body yeah, learns how to work on that. And that's like Arnold, right? Like Arnold was, uh, I remember when I was watching some, you know, documentary or video on him and he had mentioned that, that that was something he always did and it always stuck with me. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And um, I think that's why I was so successful in such a small amount of time you know, like as an amateur lifter. And so I'm like, well, if this, this is how, like, I think also too, like people think they give up or they don't start strength sports because they see these girls like, I'll never have those abs or I'll never be able to commit to that or it's going to take so much time. And I feel like if you do it properly, like you get the right programs, the right coaches, yeah. whatever. No, it doesn't. And you don't have to injure yourself. Like, I feel like it's just about setting yourself up the right way. Instead yeah. of just being like I said, rash, like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, I mean, hey, if that's what gets you to start, then that's great. But if you want to stick to it, you know? Yeah. So before we, we, before we let you go, because this was amazing. And thank you for your time. Like, I'm so glad I got to meet like meet you and know you like a little bit on a surface but um like let us know how we can follow you and and you like your coaching business or connect with you like any do you have any upcoming competitions you'll be participating on what's your website let let us know okay. so my website is www.powerpoleperformance.ca and um, my Instagram is like at grandma who lifts because so, I'm a grandma. Anybody who's listening, she's lying. Like she looks like she's my age. And I'm not going to tell you my age, okay? I'm not like that. Yeah, but I'm in my what your age is. But yeah, I'm 44. I'm just a young grandmother. <laughs> No, I don't believe I got to see somebody. I'm telling you guys, this girl is so gorgeous. And <laughs> like insanely gorgeous and oh my god anyways like yeah, I, well, I'm pretty I had my son at 17 that in itself was a huge struggle because I left home at 16 and I, I had my son at 17 so that's a different story different topic oh girl uh, hey well I'll admit, we have that in common as well okay I started living on my own when I was 17 so girl we could talk more I'm telling you <laughs> This is what's so great about the sport is all the people that you meet that you like, you know, have all this amazing things that common with. It's so cool. So thank you again for being on the show. We loved having you. Please follow her. If you're interested in coaching, can you tell us more specifically about what services you're currently offering? Because with COVID lockdowns and stuff, things change well, all the right time. Now it's, yeah, right now it's kind of like uh, everything's up in the air. But um, when we go out of lockdown, so I, I, um, I'm a trainer at Anytime Fitness in Kentville. It's this little small town outside of Ottawa. Um, I also do like, I do have a couple home clients that I go and see, um, like when we're not in lockdown, of course. And um, I have my, like I was saying earlier, I have my Thai yoga massage level one. I'm a yoga instructor. Um, I just got certified um, during the first lockdown. I, st I started before lockdown. As, so I have my beginners um, teacher training for pole. Um, with uh, uh, I can't think of the acronym right now. It's like C 
CPFA, um, but it's one of the, the more reputable poll federations that are, that are in Canada. So mm -hmm. I got certified with them. Um, so yeah, I have, I have quite a few certifications because I've been in, I've been doing this on and off since uh, 2008, like since 2008. So, so yeah. Well, once again, please follow, please subscribe, check out her website. I already did. It's fabulous. It has all the information you need to know to find her and her services and connect with her. And, uh, we have shows coming up every two weeks. So every two weeks, Sunday, 4 p.m., you can find us on Google Play. You can also just check out the, the recording on our website. Like I said, please like and share and support her, support strong women. The more we talk, the more we advocate, the more we show up and we take up space and we shine. We're changing, you know, young girls' life, women of all ages forever. So Thank you for, for taking the time to listen to us today. And we we are looking forward to seeing your comments. And if there's any way um, any of our guest speakers can help you in your journey, they would absolutely love to stay tuned. We will be also offering workshops by some of our guest speakers. And they also support different um, brand supplements. So some of them have some deals and hookups coming up and we will be hosting the first ever um virtual all-around crossover sport um strength competition and that'll be coming up this summer so stay tuned for that we'll have some of the guests on our show will be the judges maybe hilda's gonna take me up on that offer because she's <laughs> like expert status but yeah thanks again for tuning in we sending love to you from across Canada. Stay strong, stay safe. We love you and uh, we'll see you next, next show guys. Thank you.